Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. This is episode 183 of our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the kinky cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we bring you Yum Yum Panda, Self Rigor. Here's your hosts, Woody and the Beast. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Sitting next to me is the Beast. Hey, man. Hey, Woody. You've been on the road and doing things, and you left me alone. I know, but I felt that you could be trusted. Oh, you're so good to me since the baby came. I'm sure that there are stories to be told. Well, yes, and and we gather around the campfire and tell stories, but we can do that tonight, too. Yes, we can. We have an overachieving panda on the other end. A yum-yum panda at that. You see, not only uh, she started out this journey as a self-rigor, which is the definition of overachieving. Top and bottom in one breath. Wow. Hi, Panda. Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. We've seen some of your uh, rope work on FetLife, and we were both quite impressed. Oh, thank you so much. There was rope in there? (laughs) Pay attention, man. I was paying attention to the important things. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Let's go to the Wayback Machine. And how did you get into this crazy lifestyle? I am one of those dun-dun-dun people that found FetLife through Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) I read the books and I was like, oh, you know, I've been into spanking before. I just thought it was just all normal stuff that people were into and like it wasn't like a thing. And then I started reading the books and... I was like, oh, maybe this is like something different. And so I honestly just after I read the books, went on Google and started looking to find like a meetup group or like a community or just a space that I could go and like meet other like minded people. And um, I ran across somebody's blog who had a FetLife badge on it. And essentially, I was like, oh, this looks kind of interesting and clicked it and found FetLife. And I don't know, I guess that's kind of like how this story is born. And I, I kind of just stumbled on it really randomly. And I was also one of those weirdos that like made my profile on a Saturday and like went to my first thing on a Tuesday all by myself, like not knowing anyone. I was just like, I'm here and I want to learn and do all of the things. Wow. She is an <laughs> overachiever. I told you, those are the self-riggers. <laughs> we'll sign up on FetLife and then sit and watch for a year yeah. or two. <laughs> you are rather fearless. We have established that. And what did you find? I mean, this is four years ago for you. Yeah. So I think that I kind of made all of the typical, kind of stereotypical newbie mistakes. I basically got online and... I was like, I'm going to pick a role, and I'm going to figure out what I am right this second. And then I just posted a bunch of personal ads everywhere, like, please be my daddy, and uh, just all of the things. And uh, (laughs) Oh, my. You posted, please be my daddy. Your inbox blew up. (laughs) It was a little crazy. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) 
But I was really fortunate that there were a lot of really friendly people um, from my home community in Jacksonville, Florida. People that were like, hey, we have a lot of, you know, events here and some casual ones where you can just come out and have tacos and, you know, just meet people. And so I was like, okay, great. And I'm just one of those people that I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to get out there and do it. There's no reason to hold back or like, wait, I was just, I don't know, that overachiever in me. Uh, Yeah, I went out to my first event and I started meeting people and I just literally probably sat for three hours and asked questions on questions on questions. What does this mean? What does that mean? How do you do this? How do you do that? Where can I learn things? I saw this really awesome picture. Like, where can I learn to do that? And so after that, I just started going out to munches and really starting to get to know people, get to know group leaders, get to know uh, presenters, people who are really knowledgeable and educated I think I made my first foothold in my old community with a lot of the veteran uh, members of our community. I just really enjoyed listening to them speak and talk about kink and BDSM and protocols and lifestyles and leather and just kind of all of the things that encompass our beautiful community. And um, it was just a really great experience for me. And I think I got very fortunate because uh, there was a really wonderful group of people that kind of took me in in the beginning and kind of helped guide me through, like, what to learn and how to learn it and things like that. You know, I was still a little rebellious because I was new and made some, you know, pretty <laughs> stereotypical mistakes. But for the most part, I think I had a really great introduction. But you live to tell the tale. Exactly, and I'm still here. <laughs> wow, that's so good. How long ago was that when you first jumped in? I actually, it was like right after the new year of um, 2013. Okay, so you're uh, not well-seasoned, but you've been in it a while. She is a veteran in in this day and age. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, it's internet time, right? She has a FET number probably under 3 million. So what's your FET number, Woody? Mine's 52,000 or so. I'm just over 100,000, but... Oh, wow. We're just old. Old, yes, we are. (laughs) Where did the panda come from before this? I mean, boyfriends, uh, husbands, were there any? Yes. And what did they think of this, all this stuff? (laughs) I was single when I joined. It was pretty much right after I had graduated college. So before this, I was pretty much your stereotypical college girl. I went to a four-year university, got my bachelor's in education, was going to be a teacher, Um, and you know, I was in a sorority and, uh, volunteered a lot and did a lot of extracurricular activities and basically your stereotypical college girl. My stereotypical college girls, I see on, on the videos, girls gone wild. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yes, that is true. I wasn't quite out there in terms of like publicly being girls gone wild, but I've always been a very sex positive person. I think just in my whole span of my journey of life, I've just kind of had different experiences. Um, I've had some trauma in my past that has just led me to be a very sex positive person and just be someone that really advocates for women, especially exploring their sexuality um, and really being proud of who they are and kind of how they identify and what sexual freedom and liberations kind of mean for women um and so I was always that girl that people like my friends were always like can you like help us like 
I'm trying to like hook up with this guy and I just don't really know what to do. And like, I was just always really open about sex. Like I openly talked about my experiences and I just was always that girl that was super sex positive. You found a perfect home then in our community. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I love it. And there's just so many great things about it. And like I said, I have a background in education on like the vanilla side. And so I've always just been an advocate for education and learning and um, that kind of venture in my life. And so being able to combine that with kink and BDSM and rope and all of those things um, has really, I, I feel like I've, I'm very blessed to be able to do that. Uh, and, and your first education forays in the community, your education organizer now and driving force, how did that come about? Yes. I actually started my very first group in my home community in Jacksonville. After about a year of being in that community, I was starting to see that there was a very large disconnect between um, people who were coming into the community as new people and then kind of the veterans and the groups that were already created. I had a lot of new people that were lost, not sure about where to start, kind of how to get educated on different um, styles of play and theories and kind of concepts of BDSM and kink. And we were also within that community, um, I feel like having a lot of predatory behavior. And I think that happens in every community, but we were definitely seeing, I think, like a higher peak in it. And, you know, I would I would see girls online or guys online um, who were new and you know, we'd be messaging and everything was fine and dandy. And then like two or three weeks later, they would disappear. Um, just kind of things like that. And, you know, I started thinking there's really not a place or a group for these people to go to get educated, to understand what red flags are, what they should be looking out for, how to safely navigate set life and this community and their journey in a way that gets them to a place where they feel footholded and, and they can stay. And so... I created something called Start Here Jacksonville, and originally it was just supposed to be a newbie group in Jacksonville, and that's all it ever was going to be, and it essentially is geared towards 101 BDSM and newcomers, and so the style of the group and the events is basically a discussion and demo format. For the first hour, it's like social hour mingling, getting to meet people, make new friends, and then the second and third hour, we do a discussion on like a one-on-one topic like negotiations, consent violations, um, what are DS dynamics, what are roles, how do you identify, things like that. And then we would combine it with a demo. And the demo could be related to the discussion or it could become something separate, but something on a very one-on-one level. And so it was a group that I'm very passionate about and still adore and love. Um, I've passed it on to a couple of the other community members that are there now and it's still thriving. And so I've actually just started one in Seattle and then um, a young lady from Jacksonville who moved to Virginia is about to start her own chapter there as well. We're actually about to have three chapters. So you have franchised. <laughs> it's just something I never thought would happen. It was just something that kind of came to me one day and I was just like, oh, this would be really great for our community here. Um, and then as I moved and then, you know, other members of our community moved away, we realized how much that aspect of education is really lacking in a lot of communities. And so it's just been really exciting to be able to kind of start one here and um, have the young ladies start one in Virginia and 
So, yeah, it's it's very, very, very exciting. Um, it's something that I'm deeply passionate about. So Now, the uh, these groups, is the target audience uh, female or couples or anybody that is new to the community? Everyone. Um, so I was seeing that there were a lot of really targeted groups based on age, based on gender, and based on role identity, which is all really great. I think those groups are very beneficial, and I think that they're very needed. But I also think that, you know, if you limit, like, let's say, based on age, a lot of people think that all the new people that come into the community are in their, you know, early 20s. That's nope. not necessarily the case. You know, there's the empty nesters, right? People who have had kids, those kids are now, you know, graduated out of the house. And so now those couples, those singles are now starting to explore maybe things they couldn't explore before. And so they're, you know, in their 40s, in their 50s. And when you have a group that's, you know, biased on age, then where do those people go? Where do they get educated? Where do they start to learn about things that help them get footholded in the community? And so, yeah, we're a very big advocates on everybody is welcome, including people who have been in the community for a while. I always just advocate within the groups that, you know, it is geared towards new people so that there is a level of respect that is kind of brought to the group. I think veteran um, members always bring a really great insight, really great knowledge and kind of experience that the new people really can learn from. And I think that if you treat the discussions and the demos in a way that is geared towards the learning of new people, it can be a really beautiful experience for everyone. Your passion for education definitely shows through. Oh, thank you. The community needs it so much because people need to learn technique and, you know, you can't pick it up out of a book. No, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, having been someone that read Fifty Shades of Grey and, you know, as lovely as I'm hot as I got reading, I was like, this is garbage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Very smart. (laughs) You know, and so (laughs) I read those books and came into it with that mindset, you know, and very quickly realized that that was not the same thing. But there are a lot of people that I feel like, you know, read those books or see the secretary or, you know, see things on social media or what have you. And they come into the lifestyle thinking it's, you know, boom, 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 X, Y, Z, and this is how it's going to be. And unfortunately, the predators are the ones that really kind of hone those ideas and really push force those fantasies. Because they know that they can attract the new people through that kind of realm of thinking. And so, if you're uneducated... <laughs> you are ruining my targets. <laughs> Cleaning up in front of him. That's I know, <laughs> I know. She is so, so, so right. She's taking all my plays That's right. away. <laughs> Poor That's baby. exactly why I'm on here. <laughs> Exactly. It's called a warning. She is my nemesis now. So, Panda, what? Yeah. You you actually did a a MPE event, Bondage Extravaganza. What was that like? Yeah, I did that in 2015. It was my first time ever performing. It was super incredible. I had never been a part of an event before that was anything like that. It was so incredibly beautiful to be around people who were kind of all of the same kink and mindset, really uniting under one passion. Um, it was a long, long day. It's like 12 hours, <laughs> but it was just one of the best experiences of my life. I applied the year previous to the one that I performed at. I performed in 2015 and I had applied in 2014 
Um, but unfortunately got injured, even though I was accepted and couldn't perform. So I was super bummed. And so in 2015, I was really excited about it. And I was super honored and um, felt very privileged to be accepted again, even though I had failed out last time for an injury. And I did two self-tying routines. I had a little bit of a theater background as well. I did that a lot in uh, middle school and high school. And I just love art in general and kind of creativity and that kind of thing. So I felt like I was really able to kind of meld those two crafts together, both the rope and kind of my theater background. I did a really fun kitty performance where I did like a, like a kitty costume and like played with my rope like a cat and did um, some partial suspensions. And then for my last scene, um, I did a self-tying scene that was Dorothy and the Wicked Witch. The whole theme of the MBE in 15 in Orlando was good versus evil. So I actually started my scene as the Wicked Witch and then um, rigged this kind of curtain drop from my ring and cut that down. And it pulled out this sheet that was like a big tornado had been drawn on it. And then I cut that down. And when I cut that down, I had changed into my Dorothy outfit we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it a lot. It was really great to see the other presenters there. Some really incredible performances. Uh, I just, I love rope. It's something that I'm so passionate about. And I, I think it's just such an incredibly beautiful art form. Um, and it is something that I do consider to be more of an art form than a kink for myself, I think. Now, four years in... And there must be a relationship now. And how is that fitting with the kink? Yeah. So I actually met my ex-husband six months into the lifestyle. And we were married for about three years. And that was really lovely and wonderful. Um, And we're poly. Unfortunately, things didn't work out between him and I. But we're still really good friends. And I still have so much love in my heart for him. And... Now I have um, a full-time partner. Uh, We've been together for, oh gosh, almost two years. Two years in October. And he is just incredible. I love him very much. Did the community open open the doors to Polly? Or was that something that was already going on for you? Um, So for the longest time, I was actually struggling in my vanilla relationships before I had found kink. Because I um, identify as pansexual, so I very much just love people for who they are. And I was finding that I was getting into relationships with um, a lot of psi hetero males and very monogamous as well. And so I was struggling because I always was like, I really need to have some type of feminine female energy in my life. You know, I would be dating these guys and you know I'd be like oh I I still really would like to have sex with a girl and like have this meaningful connection with a female and have feminine energy around me and so I would often be in short-term relationships because I'm just not a cheater and so I morally just wasn't okay with doing that and so I would just end up breaking things off to kind of just do my own thing and for a long time I was kind of seen as like a casual dater a lot of my friends you know would tease me a lot they're like you just date a lot of people and I'm like it's just I just can't help it like I can't really be tied down so it it was like really a confusing thing for me because I was like maybe I'm just not meant to be monogamous like maybe I'm just like weird no it's pretty normal (laughs) 
Beast, I don't know. Do you date around a lot? Uh, let's see. Woody, there is. Then there is. Then yeah. there is. Uh, you, you ran out of hands. You're counting on fingers there. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There is the, this new 28-year-old, and there's a 25-year-old, and there's the You add them together to get his age, you know. And then there's the 63-year-old. Yeah, so, I'm Polly. Subtract, you know, add, subtract. I, it's weird, but yeah. We know about Polly. We've uh, been doing it for a while. And once all the players in a Polly relationship come together and understand what's going on, things can get very smooth. Absolutely. Because it's based on respect and honesty and all that judgment goes out the window. And, and trust, you know, the, the whole idea of not trusting a partner is huge. And in Polly, you just can't do it that way. Absolutely. No, yeah. Definitely. So the good college sorority girl, Polly, was just not on her radar, was it? It was not. It was just something I didn't even knew existed because I was so conditioned in my life to, you know, you get older, you get married, you have kids, and you're with one person forever, and, like, that's just all you do with your life. Yeah, that's what it says here in the book, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was really... It was really a confusing time for me right before I was graduating. I even took about six months or so where I strictly only dated women. And that was a really large step for me because a lot of my friends and family didn't even know that I was even attracted to other genders or anything like that. And so I think that was kind of my first step in just being like, screw what everybody else thinks about me. Forget what everybody else is telling me to do. Like, I'm just going to do what's best for me and what feels right um, for kind of my journey in life. And, you know, I think that was about six months before I graduated. And then, like I said, I found kink pretty much right after I graduated. And so that was um, a very bold move. (laughs) It was scary (laughs) for sure. Um, Everybody thought it's a phase she's going through. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She'll she'll snap out of it after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's yep. what they said about my marriages. <laughs> um, you did snap out of them. I all did. But, all but the last one. All but the last one. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a keeper. It is. You yeah. know? And the fact that you know the, the last one, the one before claimed to be Polly, this one is. Good. There's always that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Truth in advertising. This last four years, you found yourself. I really do. I really do think I have. It's been an incredibly amazing journey so far, and I am so looking forward to the future and all the things to come, but definitely I feel very blessed to be in the place that I am right now in my life, kind of on all realms. I have a silly question. Yum sure. Yum Panda, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, I have get you seen her? I have. <laughs> okay, you answered the question. Well, but not everybody sees her right now. <laughs> she is yummy. Basically, (laughs) this is like a really ridiculous story. I, one of the newbie mistakes that I made when I first joined FetLife was when it asked me to make a screen name, I was like kind of under the AOL email impression. Like it was just a name that I would create. I would never have to speak it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's funny. Yes, go ahead. So I basically just put like my email address, which was like sweetheart something eight, nine, six, seven, seven, whatever, something ridiculous. (laughs) Something memorable. Yeah. 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 
And uh, I remember I went to my first event and people were like, what's your screen name? And I was like, oh, I have to like repeat this out loud for people to try and find. I was like, this is a horrible idea. You know, and then FetLife has that 28 day rule. So that was beautiful. And so I had that on there for about 28 days. And like towards the end of the 28 days, I went out to a munch and I was talking to a few of the people that I had met. A lot of them happened to be daddy types because I'm a baby girl and that's what I gravitate towards. And so we were all just chatting and I was like, you guys, I need to figure out something else in my username. I can't keep trying to tell everybody it's this sweetheart thing. And one person randomly was like, have you seen that Quentin Tarantino movie with the Asian girl? Because I'm Asian. Ha ha ha. And I was like, oh, which one are you talking about? And I don't remember which one he had said, but he was like, he called her Yum Yum. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. And then right as about the time somebody was saying that, somebody else was like, you're Asian. You should, like, be a panda. And then it just kind of formed. And now it's like I could never even change it even if I wanted to. (laughs) Poof, you're it. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Well, I have had the LD Beast. Since the days of AOL, by the hour, which was 1994, so what does that mean? 23 years I've been the Beast? Oh, wow. You have been, and I've been the Woodsman since 1995. Oh, wow. So so if you have a good name and you've got a good name, keep it. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself. I might as well just keep it. (laughs) Yeah, I had that name back on bondage.com. Oh, my gosh. Were you guys old people? We we are so old, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, He has one foot in the grave. (laughs) I'm younger than you. You Do you have a point? (laughs) Let's see, I'm 53. I was 50, 53 in January. And I'm over 60. (sighs) Wow. Wow. Now, speaking of, you're talking to the old men. Dirty old man. What is in store for the old panda? Where are you going to? Oh, man. I don't know. I think that long term, ideally, kind of like goals for myself within this lifestyle is I just want to be a long time forever educator. I want to be an educator and I want to be an advocate. Um, I'm very much an advocate in the real world. I work in the nonprofit industry for underserved populations and marginalized youth. And so I do a lot of work around social justice, gender equality. She's a good person too. Man, she's got it all going on. I know. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I'm one of those people that just really likes to fight for the underdogs. And I'm very much hoping that will kind of be kind of the streamline that I keep in all aspects of my life. And so I would love to forever stay an educator in kink, um, serving and working with the under-marginalized and um, underprivileged role and gender identities within the kink community. Because while I believe that there is a lot of freedom and liberation in this community, there are still lots of areas that we can work on. And so being somebody personally that identifies with a relationship dynamic style that's not widely accepted, I'm a little and, you know, a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions on age play and littles and daddy, daughter, little, whatever dynamics and things like that, you know, being an educator for those dynamics. I taught a class in Portland at Kink Fest last month, you know, where people were walking up to me and said, I've been in the scene for 
X many of years, and I've never seen a demo like this before. I've never seen anybody discuss this before, and it was just such a an amazing experience. And I and I hope to continue to keep doing that kind of long term. Well, we look forward to seeing you do that, and I'll be sure to check in on you when I'm seventy or so. <laughs> you're you're gonna get that old? Oh, okay. I have plans booked till I'm one twenty five right now. You got this. To say you're you overbooked. This. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I am way <laughs> overbooked. Panda, it's been great. It has really been a fun conversation, and really, you're light, bubbly, you're uh, good for the community, and you're certainly good for people, taking care of them. That is excellent. Oh, thank you. And thank we're you. really proud to know you. Oh, thank you so much. Anything else to add as we slip out the door here? Um, no, I don't think so. Just thank you so much again for having me. It's been really great chatting with you guys. And um, I just really look forward to hearing future podcasts and hopefully connecting with you guys again in the future. Well, any of your friends that are doing great things like you, send them to us. Definitely. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You have been listening to episode 183 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. See you next week when we present Slave Tina on service to the community.